Offhand with Stephen and Lydia. I'm Stephen. And I'm Lydia. And we're so happy to be podcasting. Yes, here with our friends, our puppet podsters. Yes. And today, puppet podsters, we have a special guest. Today, you're in for a treat. Yes. On our podcast today, our special guest is a pianist. Yes. Much like myself. But this pianist has been playing much longer than me. This pianist started playing when he was six years old. And he did not like to practice. No. At all. He would get very frustrated. And his mom... He wanted to quit. That's right. I don't want to take lessons anymore. I want to stop this. And his mom said, you're going to play and you're going to take lessons until you're 20 years old. And then we'll talk about it. That's a long time. Because he was <laughs> only six. <laughs> that is a long time. Like, go mom. Um, and he's here today. He's going to play a little snippet of a song for us because we don't have time for a, like a whole lot of song. But he's going to give us a little sampling of what that practicing did for him on my keyboard. Please come introduce right, yourself. I'm coming over. It's just me. It's just Uncle Chris, and, <laughs> and I really didn't come today to to play the piano. Though I like to do it, I'm happy to do it. And well, we like just, to hear it. You know what that was? That was just the very little beginning part of the third movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Yeah, I'm still working on that one. You know, most people when they think about the Moonlight it's much Sonata, slower. You, well, they think <laughs> about this part. If they think about, they think about. I like that. It's part. very slow. I but, can play that part now, but the, but but I don't, the last don't. part is very fast. Yeah. And I used to concertize with that piece. But we're not really here to play a lot of piano pieces or even to talk about the piano. I want to talk about uh, the old saying, practice makes... Perfect. You've heard it too. Yeah. yeah. Practice makes perfect. Now, do you think that's true? I have not found perfect? that to be true yet, but I'm only nine. So maybe I had just more practice. Sometimes, You're not perfect yet. Not perfect sometimes yet. I play a piano piece perfectly or very near perfectly. But really, it's just about trying to get better and better and better at doing something. Practice may not make perfect, but it certainly makes better. Oh. So we're going to talk about practice today because practicing, well, Lydia, you play the piano. Do yes, you I find do. it difficult or easy to practice? Um, It depends for me on the day. Sometimes I'm like really in the mood to play, and so I just like practice a whole bunch of stuff. And other days I have a really hard time wanting to sit down and spend time at the piano. What if you have a new piano piece that you don't know yet? No. I don't like that. You know when I... I don't like the feeling of not knowing it yet. Yeah. Having to take each hand separately and figure the parts out. Right. And getting frustrated. Yes. Yes. When I was a little boy and I was first learning to practice the piano... I was so upset if I couldn't play it 
right the first time yeah. that it would make me cry. I would sit there Aww. and I would cry about it and I, because I, I didn't like to make mistakes. I still don't like to make mistakes, but it really upset me and I didn't know how to move past that. And my mom helped me by saying, you just have to start. And I didn't want to start because as soon as I would start... I'd make a mistake. Oh, yeah. oh. That's part of learning. Then you have to start over. Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes you just go through it so you can keep learning. You go back and fix it again later next time you practice through it. And I started out practicing just a little bit every day, maybe something like 15 minutes a day on my piano pieces. Or maybe even at first I might not even do 15 minutes. I might just do five times through it or something like that at a time. Yeah. And then yeah, after a couple years... Bite-sized pieces of practicing. Right. And then after a couple years of practicing, and I would get different pieces, you know, you'd, you'd learn a piece, and the next week you go to your lesson, and you'd try it. And if it went really well, your teacher might say, okay, you can move on to the next piece, which would be hard all over again. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you don't feel like moving on to the next piece. Right. I did you ever, mess, did you ever mess up on purpose so that they wouldn't give you a new piece? <laughs> no. Because, I haven't either. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> and and, and I, I wouldn't feel good about doing that because... I wanted my teacher to be happy with my progress. I wanted to know if I was doing good. If I You're was doing your best. If I was yeah. doing my best and if I was making progress. I wanted to always be making progress and getting better. So I would practice a little bit more. And then I got a little bit older, 8, 9, 10 years old. And I was maybe practicing 30 minutes a day and playing more difficult pieces. And then maybe I got to... 12, 13 years old. And by the way, by this time, I had learned that I even liked practicing and learning new songs. Yeah. I didn't like making mistakes. No. But I had learned how to get through it. So your practice time would grow with your age. Yeah. And with and with harder pieces. Because harder pieces were longer. They yep. took more time. So when I was 13, 14 years old, uh, somewhere in there, I was practicing one hour every day. Wow, that's a long time. And then by the time I was... Did your fingers hurt? No, no, they never did because they got used to playing and I did it every day. So they never hurt because it was just a little bit more at a time. And then by the time I was in high school, so now we're 16, 17, 18 years old, 19, 20 years old, I was practicing three hours You were still in high school at 20 years old? No, but through high school and just after, I was practicing (laughs) three hours every day. Wow. Well, you got to your mom's 20 number. I did. Yeah, and did you have that conversation? Did Did you stop or did you keep learning? I'm still learning. Now, I don't take piano lessons like I used to, and part of that is because when you become a grown-up, sometimes other things come in your life, and you have to do those things, and they take up time. I don't even get to practice three hours a day like I used to. I, I sometimes wish that I had more time to practice, but I'm so glad that I took the time to practice. And practicing, you get to learn a lot of new things. And if you spend a lot of time, you know what? You know what's really good if you're practicing something and you do it over and over and over again? You know what's really good for you? What? To get bored. Why? Because when you get bored... You I get, get distracted when I'm bored. Yes, but if you have to sit there and practice like I did for three hours a day, and you know you're going to be sitting there anyway... You can make a choice. You can choose to be bored. That's no fun. No. Or you can choose to get creative. 
Oh. And that is fun. And what did you do when you got creative? Did you start arranging things? Well, sure. I would learn how to play things better and better to make them more interesting to me. And sometimes I would take and and try songs that were different styles. So that song that I did, little tiny piece of a song I played, that was a piece of classical music. Uh-huh. And there's different kinds of classical music, but there's other musics too. There's there's jazz music and ragtime music. Yeah. Oh, I always thought ragtime was. Fun. Yeah, I like to take pieces of music and make them sound like different kinds of styles of music. So, like, uh, well, ragtime. Do you know what ragtime sounds like, Stephen? Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like those old western pianos. It can, yes. Like this one is one by Scott Joplin. He wrote a lot of ragtime music. This is a piece called the Maple Leaf Rag. Yeah, that was. I love that one. Very different than what you were playing earlier. Yes, very different. And jazz, there's all different kinds of jazz. Jazz is different yet again from from that. There's all different kinds of classical music. There's happy music and sad music and fast music and slow music. And you can have a lot of fun learning to play different kinds of music, but it all takes practice. practice. That's right. And this is not just true for the piano or for another instrument. Instruments take a lot of practice to become good on those instruments, to sound good so that other people can enjoy your music. But that goes for just about anything that yeah, you like want to sports. do. sports. Sports takes lots of practice. You have to go to your, if it's baseball, you have to go to baseball practice or basketball practice. You got to do yep. a lot of exercises to keep in shape. That's right. Exercises, drills, they're sometimes Ooh, called, right? Yeah. Drills. Yeah. I want to tell you a great verse. Can we make this the verse of the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This verse is 1 Timothy 4.15. Okay. Now, just to tell you what's going on, the book of Timothy is a letter. It's written by the Apostle Paul to his young friend, Timothy, and he wants Timothy to be a leader, a spiritual leader. And he is encouraging Timothy with all kinds of things in 1 Timothy 4. And this verse is right there in the middle of 1 Timothy 4. Paul says in verse 15, Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. Wow! You want to keep getting better and better at the thing you do. And guess what? Now I'm older and I play the piano sometimes professionally. I sometimes give concerts and things like that. But do you think that means that I can stop practicing? No. Do you think I should... You don't want to get rusty. No. You want people to always see that you are working on it, that you're getting better and better because you want them to know that you care about it. And this goes for if you play an instrument or if you play a sport or if you are an artist or if you are a mathematician or if you uh, want to take care of animals. What is he talking about in this verse? This he's talking about growing in how you minister to other people spiritually. That takes practice? Sure it does. And we continue to practice by learning more and more about Jesus through his word and applying what he says to our lives. So if you play a sport, if you play basketball, what is something you might do to get better? 
We've already said a couple of them. Tell me uh, again. Well, basketball has it's a lot of running baskets. Yep. So you, so you drill the wanna, skills, right? Yeah. Yeah. You probably want to tr- practice shooting baskets. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, you have someone who helps your team. What is that person called? I don't. Who know. helps the team learn? A coach. A coach. Oh yeah, right. Yes. So you listen to someone who knows more about it than you do and can teach you. Sometimes, especially in the summertime, if you play a sport or even if you play an instrument, you might go to a sports camp. Yeah. A sports camp or a music camp. I went to music camp when I was younger. And that's like that word immerse that he used. Yeah, but that's all you do. Immerse yourself in them. That's right. It's all you're thinking about. You're giving all your attention to it. And when you go to a basketball camp or a music camp and you are spending all that time with other people who are there for the same reason and you're working on that, you do get better. There's even something that are called master classes. Master classes. I remember I took one once when I was in high school. Now, I was I was pretty good at playing the piano, and I had learned a piece. Uh, it was Grieg's Concerto in A minor. A concerto is a piece that uh, has a featured instrument, in this case, the piano, and then orchestra in the background. And I'd learned the piano part, and I thought I was pretty good at it, and I had a chance to play it for a real professional concert pianist from <gasps> Russia. Were you nervous? He didn't even speak a lot of English. Oh, wow. And yes, I was a little nervous, but I was also excited because I'd worked really hard, and I thought, well, maybe I'll go up there and I'll play it for him, and he will say, oh, you are the best pianist I've ever heard. What did he say? He did not say that. Oh, no. He was very nice, but he had some really good tips. I was even playing all the notes right. But playing a piece of music is more than just playing the notes right. It's about how you play the notes. And he had some really good help for me, a master class. Timothy, in this letter to Timothy, it's like a master class for Timothy. He's He's a young man. He wants to be a spiritual leader. He wants to help other people grow in Jesus. And the Apostle Paul is an older man. He's like his coach? He's like his coach. Kind of like a master class in following Jesus and helping others in ministry. And that's what Paul was doing. So I'm going to say the verse one more time because it's such an important thing. For anything you do that God has given you to do, any gift you have or talent you have, you should practice it so you can become better and better, so you can glorify God with what he's given you to do. You might say, well, Uncle Chris, I, I don't, I'm not good at anything. Oh, that's not true. It doesn't have to be something that seems flashy, like playing a sport or an instrument. You might be really good at helping other people. You might be really good at encouraging other people. That is a gift. Yeah. You might be really good at reading Maybe you can read to someone else who isn't so good at it. Maybe you're really good at math skills. Oh, I wish I was better at math skills, but my brain is not wired so great that way. I try. I work at it. Yeah, God gives everybody special gifts. That's right. And you should practice them for his honor and glory. Here it is. 1 Timothy 4.15. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. 
Great! Thank you, Uncle Chris, for sharing not only the verse of the day, which is very important, but also sharing about your experience in learning how to practice. Yeah, and encouraging us because sometimes it's easy to get discouraged and want to quit. Yeah. And don't worry about practice makes perfect. Just remember that practice makes better. Yeah. And and then you don't have to worry so much because guess what? You will always need to get better. There's nobody who has arrived who is totally perfect at the thing that they do. They can always get better. Yeah, and yeah. the Bible says to do all everything that you do, do it with all your might. That's right. And and really just work on getting better because God gave you that talent and he, and we should do all things for his glory. So we should always try to do our best. Ask him to help you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but when you come on this podcast, you have to, you stick, have to around. stick around for jokes. Uh, yes. I know, yes. Yes, so thank you extra for agreeing to come on here because you have to hear the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we have music jokes for you. Oh, oh boy. I love a good joke to give the bunny bone a poke. Be it knock-knocks or riddles for grown-ups or kiddles. We can't get better unless we practice. Uh, All right. Did you hear about the pianist who banged his head on the keys? What? He must have been frustrated. No, he was just playing by ear. (laughs) That is not what that means. (laughs) I love a good joke. We'll laugh from here to Roanoke. Be it knock-knocks or riddles for grown-ups or kiddles. This is a good one, too. <laughs> Why did Mozart get rid of his chickens? Mozart? Why did, yeah. Chickens? Yeah, he got rid of them. I don't know. Why did he get rid of his chickens? Well, because every time he played music, the chickens called out, Bok, Bok, Bok. I love a good joke. <laughs> I didn't want the chickens calling out Stop. for Bok. Stop calling my name. I suppose if I were Bach, I would get rid of my chickens if they called out Mozart. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, Puppet Potsters, for joining us. If you uh, have any reason that you might like to email us, we would love to hear from you. And our email address is stephenlydiasing at yahoo.com. So there you go. If you want to email us, now you have it. And even if you'd like to uh, send a little message to Uncle Chris, you can email the same email and we'll give it to him. All right. Yes, we will. We promise. We're nice like that. You can tweet us at Steve and Lydia. And you can visit our website at ghhinc.org if you want to see anything on our website. (laughs) Yeah. There's some things to check out there. That's right. You can see some videos of Uncle Chris, um, his piece of really good news videos. A piece of really good news.com. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's another way you can find it. Anything else? I think that's it. Thanks, Uncle Chris. Uncle Chris. Nope. All right. Thanks for joining us again. Remember, practice makes better. (laughs) Right. And this has been Offhand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands. 